Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In today's episode, we covered the topic of action potential basics found under the neurology section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 24-year-old patient presents with rapid onset dizziness, nausea, and weakness at a restaurant in Japan. Prior to this presentation, it was disclosed to the paramedics that he had been eating a Japanese delicacy. This is a case of tetrodotoxin poisoning from consumption of pufferfish. Let's continue with an introduction to action potential basics. Remember that the resting membrane potential is about negative 70 millivolts. This is determined by permeability to potassium, sodium, and chloride. Also remember that the greatest permeability is to potassium. The threshold potential is approximately negative 55 millivolts. The neuron must receive enough stimulus to reach threshold, so depolarization is all or nothing. If the threshold is met, the neuron depolarizes. If it is not met, nothing happens. Depolarization gets to about positive 50 millivolts. Once the threshold is met, voltage-gated sodium channels open. Sodium rushes into the cell as there is a high electrochemical gradient for sodium to enter. This creates a short-term positive feedback loop where the increasing voltage opens more voltage-gated sodium channels. The membrane potential becomes more positive and reaches a value of roughly positive 50 millivolts. As the membrane reaches its peak voltage, the voltage-gated sodium channels begin to inactivate spontaneously and rapidly, and voltage-gated potassium channels begin to open. There is faster inactivation of sodium channels, which will lead to lower amplitude of depolarization. So the pathophysiology correlate includes tetrodotoxin, which is from pufferfish consumption, binding to fast voltage-gated sodium channels in nerve tissue. This does not allow for depolarization or action potential formation. This can result in nausea, weakness, dizziness, or can be fatal. Treatment is supportive. After depolarization, hyperpolarization occurs. At the peak membrane voltage, which is about positive 50 millivolts, voltage-gated sodium channels close and delayed outward rectifier potassium channels open. The sodium can no longer enter the cell and potassium leaves the cell at a rate greater than baseline. The cell then hyperpolarizes at a voltage more negative than its baseline to about negative 80 or 90 millivolts due to the increased outward potassium flow. The cell then returns to baseline. Eventually, the potassium channels return to their baseline state and the membrane potential reaches negative 70 millivolts again until another stimulus surpasses the threshold. Note that the ion gradients are continually re-established by the activity of the sodium-potassium ATPase, which pumps three sodiums out of the cell for every two potassiums transported in. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to action potential basics, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A scientist is studying patients with neuromuscular weakness and discovers a mutation in a plasma membrane ion channel. She thinks that this mutation may have an effect on the dynamics of action potentials, so she investigates its effects in an isolated neuronal membrane. She finds that the ion channel has no effect when potassium, sodium, and calcium are placed at physiological concentrations on both sides of the membrane. However, when some additional potassium is placed inside the membrane, the channel rapidly allows for sodium to enter the membrane. 
she continues to examine the mutant channel and finds that it is more rapidly inactivated compared with the wild-type channel. Which of the following effects would this mutant channel most likely have on the electrical profile of neurons in these patients? And the answer choices are... Choice 1. Decreased action potential amplitude. Choice 2. Decreased hyperpolarization potential. Choice 3. Decreased resting membrane potential. Choice 4. Increased action potential refractory period. Or choice 5. Increased threshold for action potential activation. The best answer to this question is choice 1. Decreased action potential amplitude. This channel that is inert at physiological concentrations but becomes a sodium channel when depolarized is most likely a voltage-gated sodium channel, which would decrease the action potential amplitude if it is more rapidly inactivated. The action potential is a coordinated set of electrical potential changes mediated by membrane ion transporters. Resting membranes have a negative potential where maintenance potassium channels are open and sodium channels are closed. When the potential is depolarized to a threshold, voltage-gated sodium channels open to dramatically depolarize the membrane and lead to a positive action potential. The amplitude of this depolarization is governed by the balance between sodium channel inactivation and rectifier potassium channel activation. Therefore, a more rapidly inactivated sodium channel will decrease action potential amplitude. After the depolarization, the membrane is then repolarized, hyperpolarized, and experiences a refractory period before returning to resting potential. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 2. Decreased hyperpolarization potential would be seen if there was a mutation in the rectifier potassium channels. However, sodium channel mutations would not have an effect in this phase because they are already closed. Choice 3. Decreased resting membrane potential would be seen if there was a mutation in resting potassium channels. However, sodium channel mutations would not have an effect in this phase because they are normally closed. Choice 4. Increased action potential refractory period would be seen if there was a mutation in how rapidly the sodium channel recovered from inactivation. However, the mutation seen in this case does not affect recovery. Choice 5. Increased threshold for action potential activation would be seen if there was a mutation in the voltage at which the sodium channels were activated. However, the mutation seen in this case does not affect activation. Finally, a bullet summary. More rapidly inactivated voltage-gated sodium channels would lead to a decreased action potential amplitude. That's all for this review about action potential basics. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 1 podcast a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 1 podcast.